following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Somebody ordered a pizza today and gave my phone number. Yeah. Like a random person? Yes. Oh. Like I, I got how a, do you know? I got a call from Pizza Hut over on East Milwaukee Street, and they said, Hey, this is I'm so-and-so from East Milwaukee Street Pizza Hut. Just calling to confirm that it was actually you who ordered this because the number in their system didn't match up with the name. The person called, gave my number, and it was a contactless delivery. So I don't know how they thought they were going to swerve that. And so I looked up the person on Facebook. And so I have an idea of who it may be. We have no mutual friends. Weird. And I was just called like three weeks ago by the Beloit Clinic saying that my uh, they were calling to confirm my appointment. I've never been to the Beloit Clinic. Hmm. But they had my phone number for somebody in the system. So... I'm wondering if my identity is in the process of being stolen via my phone number. Well, I hope not. That's no good. No. I mean, like, you hear all those ads about, like, LifeLock, mm-hmm. where they keep all your information and make sure that if somebody does something. Like, I, I don't know what's happening now, but it's a little bit unsettling. Yeah, it's a little concerning. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I should have when I called the woman back at Pizza Hut being like, okay, well... Now that we've got that out of the way that it's not me, at least what kind of pizza did they order? Well, and did they try to use your card? I don't think I have a card on file there. I think they they just called and just left my number, Hmm. and I don't know if it was paid for or not, but... Well, if it was contactless, it would have been. Yeah, right, because you can't just leave money. Hmm. And so, yeah, I didn't tell you that when we were up there just shooting the breeze. Interesting. Yeah, very, very odd. But I don't don't know. I mean, I've had my debit card hacked and all that stuff. You know, but I this is a new one for me, so I don't really know hmm. where to go from here. Yeah, like, do I, I know. Do maybe I put, contact your phone provider? I don't know. I don't know. Like, do I message this person on Facebook and be like, "Hey, dude, stop giving my number up." Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know because there's only is one... it like somebody younger than us? Oh yeah. Well, then you can just threaten to beat his ass. <laughs> That's what I was kind of like. I like she gave me, she gave me where his where the street was. So I know the general vicinity, but I'm not going to just like go on a stakeout well, right, and right. just sit outside on the block, just, you know, with binoculars or anything, but it's just one of those things where it's, yeah, I don't want to message, but I'm like, Hey, you realize you did this and this is me that you're messing with now. Not cool. Not cool. No. So, and one, I, how it's, do you, well, it's, it's football season. It's a good time for you to hulk up and, you know, <laughs> go after somebody, sure. bust some chops. <laughs> This is the intentional foul, and we are getting closer to the NFL. We are eight days away. We'll kind of do a little preview. I would assume we're going to be doing next week. We're on. Yep. We're on every week now. Yep. From from here on out. So, um, softball's over. Umpiring's over. Ready to go. And um, 
so yeah, we'll we'll be back next week to uh, to start talking uh, more in depth about some some NFL stuff. We'll probably make some picks and all that. So we'll uh, we'll run down some Packers and Bears stuff some around the league. Well, college football. There's a game on tonight, which doesn't really matter, but it sounds like a, a mid level bowl game that I would be interested in. And there's like. I think I counted there's like 13 games tomorrow, including Ohio State and Minnesota. Yeah, there's a lot. On a Thursday. There's a lot tomorrow and Friday. Yeah. So, But Labor Day weekend's the big one, so we'll talk some college football uh, as well. And then we'll, t- <laughs> we'll talk some- about the fake high school uh, that apparently got some national coverage, which nobody can figure out why. Odd. Very odd. Very odd. Very odd. All that and more coming up on this edition. Um so, yeah, the NFL's eight days away. I don't know how you are with, with looking at the roster stuff. I was constantly checking Twitter on Tuesday to see who was, if there were any surprises about the Packers getting just, released. I don't know if you did the same with the Bears. I went on ESPN.com today, and they just had their list of basically every team and, like, notable people that were cut. That, that's pretty much it. I mean, I saw a couple things about the Bears over the weekend or earlier in the week, but I didn't pay too much attention no. to it. Because, I mean, most of these guys – don't matter, and that's what right. So. Like, and even some of the guys that that you had, you make a decision one over another. You're probably not going to see them or hear about them unless they're on the kickoff for the kick return well, or punt or like punt return. The the interesting things are, and I heard uh, John Kuhn on his show talking about it this morning. Like the Packers kept an extra outside linebacker, yes. which makes you think, well, maybe Zadarius Smith's back is Correct. a little worse than yep. they're telling us. You know, or. Um, uh, who was it? Uh, the Ravens only keeping two quarterbacks. That's really risky, and we'll we'll get into that as we go through some of this stuff. But other than that kind of stuff, I, it doesn't matter too much. No, I mean the only cuts that I mean, I think the shock, the shockwave that was front and center was Cam Newton, mm-hmm. obviously, um, and you know Bill Belichick can say no, but you know we're getting we're getting now into the COVID thing where vaccinations matter, you know to GMs and team presidents and stuff like that, and even though it's it's against the, the the NFL rules to you know make that decision based on that criteria, that does, well, that but that's like you saying can justify I, it somehow somewhere else. That's like saying I can't fire you because I don't like you, right? I mean, I, you can always find a reason to cut a guy. Personal I, conflict. You yeah. know, I think with Cam, I think they it was pretty obvious that he was not better than Mac Jones, and. You know, to keep him as a backup, you know, everybody has said all the right things that he's good. He was a good guy while he was there, but it's always risky with a guy like him who's had a lot of success in the league to now relegate him to a backup. And I think that there was some angst from the Patriots, some disappointment with him and like him missing that test last week and, you know, Belichick doesn't mess around with guys. Like, if you're not reliable, if I can't count on you, I don't really need you. Right. And that that seems to be a little bit of what maybe this was. Uh, as far as the Packers, you mentioned the outside linebacker. The the one that I kind of saw coming and reading from a, from some other people was Equinamia St. Brown. Um, thanks, Randall Cobb. You know, and, and Malik Taylor had a really good... Uh, exhibition season, him and Reggie Bagleton were kind of, and Brown, St. Brown really has, has he's been okay. Well, but at this point, he's been on the team, what, three years? And hasn't really and hasn't asserted been, himself. No, so it's like, you, you kind of, at some point, you are what you are. Taylor's stepping up, 
this guy's still doing what he has done, which is nothing spectacular. Yeah. So you're going to go with a guy who seemingly is improving. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to keep Cobb for a year. So I, I don't know if they if this guy sticks around in the practice squad, whether somebody else picks him up. I don't know. The more surprising one that they actually pulled the trigger for me is a punter. Yeah, that was interesting to see that. Like, I would have figured they would have picked somebody up on waivers, not was, actually traded. I mean, was J.K. Scott not good? They've been looking to get... For a, for a reason to get rid of him for probably two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they spent a fifth-round pick on him, I think, in 2018, which is significant for a punter. I mean, yeah. it's not B.J. Sanders significant, but they finally, you know, when they trade for the with the Rams, they give them, I think, a, think a sixth-round sixth pick, yeah. but they get a punter and a seventh in return. And this guy I read from Pro Football Focus, the stat nerds, he was rated as the third best punter in the exhibition season. So I don't apparently he's going to be good and that's who you're going to roll with. Um Bakhtiari's on the pup list so he's got to miss 6 weeks. Not surprising and and Goody had talked today about the fact that this is a long-term decision. They want him 110% oh, yeah, when the games matter. Right. Well, and the Packers always have such line depth anyway. I mean, they're probably the best in football. They have doing for the last that. couple of years, so you can you could survive. And and with Rodgers too, um, you're not going to fool him. He's gonna he know he knows who's over there, right? You know, so it's not going to be this um, quarterback where okay, his left tackle's out now. Now we can get him. Right. Rodgers is savvy enough to right. be and able if, to deal with that. And, and I think if there was a weakness, I think Lafleur is probably smart enough to say, well, we need to factor that you'll in. You'll chip him. Yeah. You'll, you'll run some tight end tight to end that side. Stuff, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Elton Jenkins right now is drawing rave reviews in filling in at left tackle, and somebody even said that you can't tell that he's not normally a left tackle like he just seems natural over there so it it doesn't seem like that's going to be a weakness but they are going to start two rookies on the offensive line Myers the center and it sounds like this rookie Royce Newman is get one going to get the right guard spot hmm. so they're going to have two rookies up front um before Bakhtiari comes but as far as that no no real surprises I mean they they kept an unrestricted free agent on the D line I think a D tackle guy that one of the coaches described as uh a pile of dirt and a garbage oh, can. Yeah, I that saw guy. that. I saw that. So yeah. he made the team. Yeah. Um, and I guess they always keep some undrafted, un, uh, undrafted, unrestricted free agent or whatever. And and now he's that guy this year. They got a new third string running back, which outplayed the guy that they drafted a couple of years ago, who was just never very good. They got some new faces in the secondary. Um, but other than that, the core guys are all back, and that's who they're going to roll with. So I'm. There was really no surprise. The only surprise, and it's not a big surprise because it's a punter, but that they traded for a punter. Yeah. So, um, the Bears. I read. I saw an article today about the wide receivers. That, I mean, Ryan Pace does not seem like a good judge of wide receiver talent for how many that they don't keep on the roster that he's drafted. That's where you're going to stop. It is that wide receiver. No, <laughs> but that's come that, on, man. That's just he's what just I not a good judge of talent. I know. Period. No, period. Okay. I the the Bears once again confound with their moves. Um, they cut two young wide receivers, Riley Ridley, younger brother of yep. uh, Falcon stud Calvin Ridley, and Chaz Newsom, who, um, if nothing else, he's their punt returner. They other than Allen Robinson and Mooney from last year, yeah. I don't know who these other guys are. 
and I, I think they only kept five receivers. Um, they cut Desmond Trufant and Artie Burns, two veteran D-backs that they signed this offseason. Trufant had missed a bunch of time. I think his dad was sick, something like that. Um, so they cut him, and then they cut Artie Burns, who throughout preseason everybody kind of thought was going to be the opposite corner from Jalen Johnson. Then I read today that, oh, no, actually they're going to bring Artie Burns back. So I don't know what the hell they going to put him on the practice that squad. Was. Or did they re-sign him at a lower I think deal? They re- maybe, I think they just re-signed him. Um, which leads me to the question: Why did they trade Kyle Fuller again? What what was I don't, what was the point of that? Because you you tr- were trying to save a, a nickel. Like you're the fucking Bears. Like what are you doing? <laughs> like I, that that you trade an All Pro level corner in the most pass happy era of in football history. And you're cutting his replacements? Like, I don't understand that at all. Um, I did see today they signed Brashad Perriman, who was cut by the Lions, who was a little bit, some people were surprised that they cut him. I mean, why? Why were you surprised? (laughs) Of course, the Bears pick him up, probably paying him nothing. Um, Hope they can squeeze something out of him as maybe a a fourth wide receiver. Um, Last week, because of all of the injuries on their line, they had to call up Jason oh, yeah. Peters, yeah. who was fishing on a creek when he got the call. I mean, nothing screams successful season like having to sign offensive linemen off the street a week before your last preseason What game. do you think that conversation was like? And, oh, like? by the way, he's 39 years oh, old. Oh, yeah, yes. What do you think that conversation was like from Pace? Hey, Jason, this is Ryan Pace, the general manager of the Bears. Hey, I know you you've busy? made. I know you've made over a hundred million dollars. You're 39. Your body's a mess. But hey, want to help us go six and eleven? <laughs> what I thought was what was awesome after he played in his preseason game and 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 in the practice is that he did play because he's less than two weeks signed. But they immediately said all the Bears writers were. He immediately came in and outplayed everybody else that they had potentially starting at left tackle. Well, I mean, I think he's probably a Hall of Famer, or he's certainly a borderline Hall I of think Famer. He's, yeah, but like, what's what is he going to play this year? Nine games, ten games? He's going to get hurt. He's thirty nine. I mean, the the likelihood of him playing a seventeen game season is very very small. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know leads into the whole Fields-Dalton argument that everybody seems to keep wanting to have. I don't know why. I, every every time I turn on a football show on ESPN or Fox, they're, they're having an argument about whether Dalton or Fields should start. It's like, Dalton is starting. Move on. And it doesn't really and, matter. And the reason he's starting is because they just signed a 39-year-old left tackle and they play the Rams on the road in week one. And if Aaron Donald's going to be sitting on people, it's going to be Dalton. I was going to say, we'd rather they kill him yes. than this your hard. future franchise yes. quarterback. This is not hard. The Bears are not like, oh, you know, if they started Fields the whole year, they could make the playoffs. Great. They made it last year. What the hell difference does it make? They're not a contender. Two years, three years down the road, if Fields pans out, maybe. But not now, not today. They have the oldest. I saw our buddy uh, Lauren Cox put this up on Twitter. Bears now have the oldest roster in football you have two 34 year old quarterbacks i think in Foles and dalton you got a 39 year old peters robert quinn's like 35 i mean like yeah all these guys that are gonna play are old they're not this is not a good football team so 
And then Tariq Cohen, who tore his knee up in the preseason last year, he's still not back. I read today he's that, going on the that they list. said that he's not close to yeah, getting on the, the field. Hell? I was like, not close? I don't that's, understand. that's been I don't, a long time. Yeah, I don't get it. So that's that's one of those things where if he never plays for the Bears again, I would not be surprised. No. No. I mean Maybe you if, just if, if don't he's, come back from it. Maybe I he doesn't don't. come back and then they just cut him. You know? That's kind of that's kind of sad. So yeah, not not real, not feeling real good about the old Bears here heading into the season. <laughs> Let's just say that. Do they? Now, Thank God the Lions are still in that division. Is the is the game with the Rams? Is that a late? Is that yeah, a is Sunday that a prime time game? Yeah, yeah, that's going to be like a a thirty three to seven, thirty eight to ten. You know, we're, the Rams want to show off. They got Stafford. They're going to throw the ball over the field. The Bears got no D backs. And then that that ram pass rush, you know, forces just three off. turnovers, a couple fumbles, and a pick. <laughs> yeah, have fun. Oh wow. Okay then. Uh, we already talked about the Pats mm-hmm. and uh, and Cam. Uh, Michael tipped me off to this. Michael Thomas going on the pup list. Something's up with that guy. Yeah, he seems He's... to have missed a lot of time the last couple of seasons. And now the Packers get the Saints in Jacksonville. Yeah, uh, l- yeah. Last week I read it was Dallas. Yeah, Nobody had too. confirmed that, but now it's now it's Jacksonville. That's <laughs> where they're going to play because the entire city of New Orleans doesn't have power. Yeah. So, I, Jacksonville, I mean, have fun playing in that heat. heat. Yeah. I mean, oh, I'd yeah. much rather play in the freaking Dallas estate no than, than that. But yes. Maybe Jerry was like, uh-uh, I'm not helping the Packers and the, and the Saints. You know, go to an AFC place. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Michael Thomas, like, last year he was a mess. He's been bitching about a contract. Um, he just doesn't seem like he really cares if he plays football right now. That's kind of the impression that, I, yeah, that's a good you know? way to put it. It's just I like, mean, eh, okay. he, he's a really, really good player. I think he's probably not as good as he was a couple years ago when he had Breeze. That's fair. You know? But, um, yeah, I mean, if, if I'm Jameis... I'm sitting there like, come on, man, what are you doing? Right. I kind of need, need you. You know, <laughs> yeah. Cam- if I'm Camara, I'm like, dude. Need you too. Yeah, am I supposed to have 500 touches this year? Like, what are you doing to me? <laughs> um, and then I saw Stefan Gilmore for the Pats is going to open up on the pup list. And uh-huh. he's kind of been in a lot of trade talks in the offseason, in the preseason. He's one of the better corners in football. Um, I think that Patriots defense is going to be good. Yeah. Well, they had a bunch of dudes that opted out last year that were starters for them. Um, I think that I think I think the Patriots are going to unfortunately be pretty good. Well, I mean, you generally don't think much of rookie quarterbacks, but if anybody's going to do something with them, probably Belichick is. Well, and, and it helps anybody, having a good defense. And if anybody's going to know what not to do with them, That's it's Belichick. Right, yeah. You know, they're going to run the ball and they're going to play defense. Um, but but we'll see. Couple injuries too. This I mean, J.K. Dobbins. I that's terrible. What are you doing playing him in your third preseason game for no reason, none, no reason whatsoever. I mean, this is your bell cow. This is your second best offensive player, right? And and this is the game where you need to figure out roster spots. Yeah, not figure out. Okay, so what's my starter capable of? 
That dude doesn't need to be on the field. Nobody no. that's starting really needs to be on the field. I mean, I don't know that anymore losing a running back is is as devastating as it used to be. No, but he's but a really good player. I just feel bad for him. Yeah, I don't feel bad for the team necessarily. He's, he's feel really, bad for that guy. He's a really good player. He takes a ton of pressure off Lamar Jackson. Um, yeah, it's going to be hard to replace him and, and stay at that level that I think everybody kind of figured the Ravens were going to be at, which was to contend for They've their division. They've been up there. They've know? been up there, right. Yeah. Um, Minnesota lost one of their tight ends. Irv Smith Jr.'s out. They traded with uh, the Jets, I think, for somebody that um, mm-hmm. was apparently okay. Some ham and egger. <laughs> I think they sent a fourth rounder, and then um, the dude came with a sixth or seventh rounder or something. So I, I don't know how good, whether that's going to make a difference for Minnesota. But from what I saw from, from Irv Smith every time that the – that the Packers played him seemed like a pretty good player. Well, and this is this is interesting too. The Vikings kind of leading us into our next thing, where I touched on earlier about the Ravens only keeping two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins and Lamar Jackson are not and don't appear to have any plans to be vaccinated. Correct. Um, I don't care if you get vaccinated or not. That's that's not why we're here, and I don't really care what these people do. Um, but you're the quarterback, so like if if and I think because these guys are unvaccinated, if they get into the contact tracing, they have to sit longer yes. than the vaccinated guys. Correct. So like if you're Lamar, and you don't even get it, but you are in the contact tracing and you miss ten days, you could miss two games. Now they only have one quarterback on the roster, so they're going to have to either bring a practice squad guy up or sign somebody off the street. Um, and then with Cousins, you know, he's claiming some religious thing. I don't know what religion tells you that you can't get a vaccine. Have you seen clips of his dad? No. That'll tell you all you need to all know. Right. But, you know, I, I just think it, it's got to be kind of hard if you're a player to look at this dude and be like... Leadership. Right. You're supposed to be the leader of the of the certainly the offense. Do what's best for all of us, and that's what it is. Because without you, we're I mean, screwed. Look, unless unless this is a, like Cousins is going to like live in a bubble, where he's going to literally go to the practice facility and his house, or his house to the airplane when they have to travel. Now you could there's still opportunities to get it if you're whoever's bringing in your food. Right. You could get it through your kids, whatever. But I don't know how you do this. I mean, the chances of you getting something right now with all the traveling and all the people around, it seems pretty high. I'm not saying you're going to die from it. No. But it seems like the contraction rate right now is is high. Yes. So those teams, and, and Zimmer has made his feelings known put, publicly. Put them on blast a little bit. Um, that you kind of just need to do this for everybody else, not so much for you. But um, I don't know. It, it puts both of these teams who I think certainly believe they're playoff teams, probably believe they're contending teams, and your most important player, and in the case of Baltimore, your best player, kind of hanging everybody out to dry right now. It's risky. Do you think that it has gotten to the point, and, and I, I don't follow media stuff from either of these teams, but you think there's going to get to the point, or maybe it has already, and we just haven't heard about it, where people are going to ask their other players, like, what do you think about your quarterback not doing this? And is that the be- in the best interest of your team? 
like kind of creating it, or has there even been a little, a little inner locker room turmoil? Like, dude, what, what are you doing? There could have, there certainly could be, um, you know, and you have to factor in these other cities. The Raiders are not allowing anybody in their stadium that's not vaccinated. Well, does that extend to the players? Right. No, you you asked me that a couple of weeks ago. Right. Um, you know, the NBA came out today and said that next season, based on the rules of the individual city that they're tra- that a team is traveling to, if a player is not vaccinated and the rule in San Francisco when you go play the Warriors is that you have to wear a mask indoors if you're not vaccinated and Giannis doesn't have the vaccination, he can't play. So the and the NBA is much more progressive in all ways, but certainly in this way than football is. Football still got that tough guy mentality that basketball unfortunately doesn't really have anymore. But um, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. You know. And what did we hear about? Uh, or is that the college game where there's going to be forfeits? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what the penalty. You know what the penalty is going to be for the NFL if you know certain players. Have well, I think to... they proved last year the NFL that they are not going to cancel the game. The game will be played one way or the other. But now that you're increasing the schedule, I don't know if you have to. Well, the you know... teams played on short rest last year. They I may guess. make them do it again. Yeah. That'll you know? be that'll be interesting. Carson Wentz went on the COVID list. <laughs> Boy, that guy can't get out of the way. <laughs> Comes back from an injury and goes on the COVID list. Um, Half the Titans teams on the yes, COVID list. Yeah, because I think Vrabel started it, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it started to trickle down. We got this many coaches, this many players. Um, yeah, and there was some question about whether we were going to play the Bears game yeah. last year yeah. or uh, last week because of that. And then um, just kind of one final note on the, on the league, unless you got anything else, the, uh, the Jaguars basically say that Trevor Lawrence is our dude because Gardner Minshew is getting traded for a couple of breath mints. But again, that's all you could get for him? He's got 37 touchdowns and 11 interceptions in his career. I just, I'm not saying he's a starter, but a six-rounder for him? But it also, if you're Philly, why are you getting him? Didn't you just basically do everything to your quarterback room to say that Jalen Hurts is your dude? And now you're getting a guy that has starting experience and some some decent cred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does so make a lot of sense. What what did you just do there? Like that's where it's like, hey Denver, right? Why not take a flyer on this dude? You don't have a quarterback. I mean, you got you got Bridgewater and Locke. Minshew's as good as those guys, right? You know, if uh, if all it took was a six rounder, I, 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 I think anybody any GM would be willing to part with that. So. Yeah. So so we got a so we got a week and a half to go. Um, yeah, next week we'll season. make our we'll make our picks. All right, what's the game on Thursday? Do we, what, Cowboys and uh, okay. I don't remember who they play. All right, so that's that starts um, on Thursday next week. We'll make our picks. We'll do the division stuff. Nothing else in the NFL that you can think of. I don't think so. All right, uh, let's go to baseball where your prognostication about the uh, the Brewers running away from the Central and winning it by double digits appears to be right now on track because heading into tonight, Wednesday, they have a double-digit lead on the Reds. They got washed out last night against the Cardinals, so the Brewers picked up half a game with a win over the Giants. 
Um, and now St. Louis and Cincinnati are battling for the second wild card spot. So they got they got a couple of races going on mm-hmm. um, in that area. And the Brewers are trying to knock off the number one seed, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago when you were you weren't sure that you know that that was necessary just because of how good Milwaukee is on the road. They go out to San Francisco and your two studs pitch you to victories. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Two back to back awesome outings from Burns and Woodruff. Yeah, they're playing well, man. Um, 81 and 52 first in the central 10 games ahead of the reds. As you said, I think the Cardinals are two and a half behind the reds. Yes. Um, I think they will end up passing Cincinnati. Cardinals. Honestly. Um, they got a lot of hitters on that. Team. They do. They do. Um, but yeah, I mean, since our last, uh, pod, they took two out of three from the Nats, two out of three from the reds. They lost two out of three to the twins. Did you see their record against Minnesota and Kansas city collectively this year? Well, the year? whole American league, it's not very good, but those but, I mean, two, the teams two worst two teams, it's terrible. Yeah, it's bad. Well, they, they lost every game to the Royals. I think they were zero four, I think. That sounds right. Them. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, they took the two against the giants and, you know, um, Woodruff and Burns were lights out. Like you said, mm-hmm. fortunately for the brewers, uh, the Giants pitching staff is a mess. Like, they had some dudes sick, uh, missing time. Cueto got pushed back from the first night to last night. So they, they got a little bit of a reprieve there. But well, at like, the end of the day, it probably doesn't matter because they're only giving up one, two runs a game anyway with right, those two. Right, but like Council said right away, it's like what he wants to do is get to their bullpen. Yeah. And, and when you do that, and he said, we saw we saw six or seven, you know, five or six pitchers or however many were used. It's like we saw them, we got to them. That lines up pretty good for us for the rest of the series, especially since it's a four-game series. I think the Giants are frauds. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think um, they're only a half game ahead of the Dodgers right now. I think the Dodgers win that division when it's all said and done, and I think there's a good chance that the Giants probably are getting knocked out in the wild card. Oh. I just I, – I don't I've, – I've seen them now. This is the second time they played the Brewers kind of recently, and – I I haven't been that impressed. I just there's nothing that jumps off the page at me when I watch them that makes me think they're uh, a scary team. I think they're the fourth best team in the NL, behind uh, the oh, Dodgers, the Brewers, and um, the Braves, and maybe even the Phillies. The Phillies are playing well right now, but but I think I think the Braves are better. Their record's not better, but I think they're a better team than the Giants are. But right now, and I was texting with with our buddy Joe last night during the game. The only team in the National League right now I think that can beat the Brewers in seven games is the Dodgers. And I think that would be a war. I think it's a, probably a seven-gamer just like it was a couple years ago when they played in 2018. Um, but, you know, <laughs> you're giving me Woodruff and Burns those first two games, and then you're following it up with Freddie. I'll take my chances. Heck I, yeah. I think I'm winning two out of three there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I feel pretty good, even even with Bueller, Kershaw, and Scherzer. I like my chances. I like my chances against against those three. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I could be. And I very, I very well. The, the Brewers have had pretty good success against Scherzer in the past, haven't they? He hasn't he really. Hasn't, yeah, he hasn't he owned hasn't, them. He hasn't killed them. None of those guys. I mean, I think Bueller's been pretty good. Uh, okay, um, yeah. but you know they've gotten to Kershaw. Kershaw yep, and uh, you know it's. Luckily for the Brewers, that it doesn't appear that they're going to have to worry about Trevor Bauer 
Um, I I don't think he pitches again this year. I think his legal troubles are going to keep him out of baseball for a while. Said that a couple weeks ago. But um, you know, going head to head, three three starters against each. I like my chances. Um, I I like Williams and Hader at the back end better than what the Dodgers have. You know, you just kind of got to hope that um, when it comes playoff time, Yelich, Adamas, Escobar, these guys, Wong, they got the bats going. Because if the Brewers can get you four or five runs, I think you're going to win a lot of playoff games. Well, the, I know the rosters expand. When is it? This weekend in a couple of days because they because Vogelback is out there now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know how many extra guys that you I don't get. know if I, I. It might be weird this year. I'm not sure how it works. But but, I mean, he's with them, so I mean, it's it's happening yeah. in the next few days. Um, but I, I think that's why you're seeing probably a little extra time given to guys like Adamas mm-hmm. and Escobar mm-hmm. because you're in the last month of the season. You want guys healthy by the playoffs. So if you got to miss a couple games right now, a couple extra just to make sure, yeah, that's fine. They've been rolling like this all season, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's just been plug and play. It has, it, and you know you. <laughs> You just keep shaking your head at it, but it's like on-base Jace Peterson all the time. You know, Rowdy Tellez hitting bombs. A triple! You know, I mean, like, <laughs> it's just, it's been impressive. you got to tip your hat to the Brewers. They've they've had a hell of a season. I mean, Brett Anderson again. Your boy, tonight. <laughs> well, he got hurt last game trying to feel the bunt, and it, and it, like, he looked like he was 75 years old trying to do that. The guy just constantly has got something wrong with him. Um, I pray to God that he does not get a start in the playoffs. I don't know how he would. I mean, I, I think I think Hauser is your four-man where, okay. where you could start him in a game four or, you know, depending on how the rest goes with the games being spaced out, you know, maybe he's kind of your long man. But that's a nice guy to have backing up your top three. But Brad Anderson, no thank you. No, thank What's you. What's the? Uh, I, I just haven't. I, I haven't paid too hard to. What's the story with Peralta? Where I mean, uh, I believe he's scheduled to make his next start. Okay, so sounds like everything's okay with right. him. Um, it, you know, it's kind of like you said with the Adamas Escobar thing. Like Adamas DH'd a Against couple Minnesota, games in the right. Twin series, yeah. so he could play. I think Council had said he tweaked something in the Cardinal series. Played a couple games through it, and they just decided to give him some rest and. You know, same thing with Escobar. He could probably play, um, but y- you know, y- you've been so good on the road this year. I mean, it's it's kind of inexplicable. They haven't been that great at home. No, not they're at all. A, they're a little above five hundred, but yeah. not not great. But they got. I think they got the best road record of baseball. Yes, they do. So, so now they and and um, I know they 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 have a hard schedule. I mean, I know what they have left. Um, they actually have they have some. They have a pretty good schedule well, they the, left. They, they play the Cardinals like 10 more times. Yes. And I think I heard, I think they got 30 games left. So a third of your season is going to be playing the Cardinals. Is against St. Louis. I'm going to pull up the schedule. And I mean, and even check. all you got to do is go five and five or six and four against them and your money. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're going to catch no, you. No, they, they, they'd have to beat you like eight out of 10 to really make a dent. Right. So, so September. Okay. So. What is today? The that's, that's that's the first. So you got San Francisco. Then you got home against St. Louis. You're home against Philly. Then you go to Cleveland. Um, you got you got Detroit for a couple. You got the Cubs, Cardinals again. You're home against the Mets, and then you're at St. Louis to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. So they got three series left against St. Louis and a couple of good teams. 
uh, yeah, in I, in between with the Mets and the Phillies and the and the Indians. Yeah, well, so, I mean that's that's not bad. But I think in every situation, the Brewers are the best team in that series. Don't, no question. You know, so you, you just hope you run into like you get at least one start out of get, one of those guys. You get yourself about a six hundred winning percentage here the last month of the season. You know, you go eighteen and twelve. You're going to win that division going away, and you're going to be one of the top two seeds. So, and that's I'm I'm hoping. I think this year, if we get the opportunity to purchase playoff tickets, I might have to get to a playoff Brewer game. It's worth it. It's fun. It's fun. And so I'm. I, that's something that I might have to pull the trigger. I'm not. I'm not saying. You know the WS yet, but I mean, if that's in the cards to do, I mean, I. I oh, remember, if they go to the World Series, I'll go to that I, for sure. I mean, it, I just went to the finals. Right. You gotta. Yeah. That's. Man, how awesome for Milwaukee. Well, it wouldn't be awesome for the podcast because, like I've said, if the Brewers win the World Series the same year the Bucks win the title, I'm out. Retiring from sports. (laughs) Because it can't get better. No, you're right. The only thing that could happen is to be the Bears Bears win win the the Super Bowl, Bowl, but there's a better chance of a meteor falling on my head than that happening. So... (laughs) All right, um, let's go back to football. Let's go to college. we got a top 20 matchup. Uh, at at uh, at Madison, Badgers and Penn State. I don't know how good Penn State is. I mean, they're ranked nineteenth. Um, were they good last year? I can't remember. I don't remember anything from the abbreviated season yeah. about who was good and who wasn't. It was just Seems so. Like it goofy. was a long time ago. Doesn't Seriously, it? it does. Man, seems like it was a long time ago for a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I read something from from one of the pundits that basically says. He, and he's, he admitted that this is as remedial as it gets and as cliche as it gets, but whoever plays better, the quarterback for Penn State, who I don't even know his name is, or Mertz, whichever get, team gets better quarterback play, that's who's going to win. Hmm. That's going to be the deciding factor. It's not the ground game. It's not the defense. Who's ever going to have the better quarterback? Um, but, I mean, the just the one the surprising thing was to me this week is that Malusi won the running back job, but Chris likes – the upperclassmen, the older guys. Mm-hmm. Berger's a redshirt freshman. He was kind of forced into duty last year, and he wound up being good, so they stuck with him. Mm-hmm. But now you get a guy who's backed up Travis Etienne, Etienne, yeah, Etienne, yeah. What, whatever, however you pronounce his last name. I forgot so, that they got that kid, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. now he's their starting running back in what appears to be a pretty good running back room. But you've got a couple of guys in Pryor and Davis that have come back and chosen that extra year of eligibility, so that helps Mertz. Mm-hmm. You take you know the pressure off trying to get Ferguson the ball every third passing play, yeah. which they seem to like. Um, the offensive line looks pretty good. But <laughs> did you read the story about the running backs that one was dismissed and one was suspended? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's some, a, some something about a knife fight. Yeah, between the two guys. Yeah. Because I I was on I was up late hell? last night after I'm umpiring and the guy that got dismissed from the team was tweeting, which is probably not a good idea because people were posting the story and saying here's what we've heard and he comes out and he basically says this guy my fellow running back jumped me from behind and I had to defend myself and they kicked me off of the team and they suspended him hmm. so he's he's saying those things. His lawyer's probably saying you need to put your social media right. away yeah. right now. Hey, kid. Yeah. Don't be a dumbass. Because they're freshmen. Yeah. The guy who got booted is from Eau Claire. The dude that got suspended is from Nashville. But I, I don't know what it was about. Hmm. I don't even know whether the story's going to come out. Um, 
Badgers are picked to win the West like they always are, and then they're picked to lose against Ohio State like they always are in the mm-hmm. Big Ten title game. Um, but I don't know who's who's going to be good. Michael and I went through the schedule for Nebraska, who just lost last week to Illinois. Bielema's first victory mm-hmm. back at with the Illini. We don't think Nebraska's going to win more than two games. Oh, yeah, I think they're going to be bad. From everything that I've heard and read, they're bad. They just expected to come in and light the whole conference on yeah, fire. Yeah, and I don't understand. That's... <laughs> that's that old school blue blood thinking where you still think you're a blue blood, but you haven't been for like 20 years. It's like Notre Dame. Like I see they're ranked ninth again this year. It's like Jack Cohn's your quarterback, dude. I've seen this show. How could nobody beat him out? I mean, I'm not saying he's the worst guy in the world. No, but you don't but, have anybody better. Right. Even if it's a younger guy that yeah, has a lot of promise. You'll go 10 and two and I'll hear how good a year he has. And then you'll play somebody in a bowl game and you'll get slaughtered. Because that's what you do every year. They give them favoritism towards the football playoff. They get in there and somebody beats their well, ass. There's still this. There's still this small segment of like older media that, that remembers that, the... that, that, that still thinks that Notre Dame and Nebraska football and UCLA basketball and shit like that's that they matter. It's like these, they haven't been good in, in almost three decades, really. I mean, I mean Notre Dame's made the playoffs a couple times, but I guarantee you if. Their helmet wasn't gold. They probably wouldn't have made it those years because you would have looked at their resume and that they're not in the conference. You'd have went, eh. You know? Yeah. But I am uh, i don't know what to expect from Mertz this year. I mean, obviously, everybody expected a lot last year, and I don't think that expectations were probably met from what people thought. Um, have you – I've heard this, and I've actually read a couple things. There's a lot of talk in Madison that they don't expect him to be there next year, that they think he's going to be so good this year that he goes pro. Have you heard anything about this? No. Okay. I mean, if he's that good this year, fine. But I don't see how that big a jump that's is made. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's a, where he's going to go professional. Yeah. That's a big that's jump. That's a huge jump because he was, other than that first game last year. Right, where he beat he the was shit out of, of below nobody. Average. Yes. Yeah. So when I heard that, I was like, what? Because apparently they've got another freshman, I think, on the roster that, that's a big-time recruit, somebody okay. from California, that they think is the next guy. So it was almost like they're going to kind of, like, help Mertz out the door. I was like, what? Wait a minute. What are you – a year ago, <laughs> this was, like, the greatest thing ever was yeah. Graham Mertz. They got this high recruit. He's going to be this quarterback set. And now you're already telling me – a year later, they're trying to shove him out the door for this other, other guy. Like, what are you talking about? This is Wisconsin. You don't shove good quarterbacks out the door. No, you want them to stay. Yes. Yes. You're begging them to stay. Well, and and I was thinking about this, too, because, and, and I think we had talked about it a little bit on a previous episode. He's got his own decal, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. It's logo, it's yeah. logo insignia, whatever. He's starting to make a, a couple of deals with the name image likeness thing. Like, what are the chances that this kind of detracts from his play and stuff? Like, because this is now an area that players are starting to get into, and you wonder if there's somebody there to kind of guide somebody through this well, and keep them focused on football. And I guess we would have to know more about the parameters of the NIL stuff where, like, if he makes a deal with Gray's Brewing, let's say, 
Good one. Does he make the deal? Is he negotiating the deal? Does is his parents negotiating the deal? Is he paying somebody to do that? And and so that so can you have like an agent, a, basically an agent cutting your deals for you, but he can't be your agent like for professional football. Like I don't understand how some of this stuff works because it, I thought the same thing. Like, well, if this kid's more worried about trying to get these deals done. Right. He's, you got enough shit on your plate with being a college kid and being a Division One high major football quarterback starter, where you're probably expected to be watching tape right. all day. But now you're. But now you got to worry about this other thing. You're trying to make money on the side, talking like, to businesses and reps and stuff like that who so are yeah, trying I'd, to throw money at I'd you. I'd be curious to know how that works. And, I don't and, know what the rules are. And again, how that's balanced. So is the athletic department helping you? I don't I mean, know. I think every college probably got guidance, but if it's new to them, but yeah, but like, is there a guy that works in the athletic department that say, is helping the players? Here's your go-to guy. If you have any get, questions, get that guy. Get signed with companies. Right. I doubt it, but I don't know. I don't know. Like you're right. Did did somebody from each college send somebody to a seminar and say, "Here's here's how you're going to handle I gotta this"? I believe no. Because they didn't even know this shit was happening until a couple months ago. I just go back to when that stuff went through at midnight, Eastern time, and at 11 p.m. I was up, and I saw a bunch of Badgers at the same time tweeted that they were now partnering with some grocery delivery service. It was probably like half a dozen of them all at once, right at the stroke of 11 p.m. Boom, Twitter, boom, 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 boom. All of them posted like, oh, these guys aren't wasting any time. As soon as this is up, they had this deal in the works. And they said, okay, here we go. Start paying me. For what? <laughs> what did they get? Like, what are they doing? They're just endorsing this wow. grocery delivery service. when they And they probably give them some free product yeah. in, in addition to... It's peanut. Yeah, it's yeah. small stuff. No, right, no, no, but, most of these guys ain't making much money. No, but, but I, just, I, I just thought that it, was really interesting right out of the gate. It's, it's odd. Um, it's odd how it's... It all is played out here. Okay, so now what? what is the Camp Randall no? I mean, everybody's anxious to get fans back, obviously, but they've now there's masks. You have to wear it when you're in the concourse, and they recommend it in the bowl, but you don't have to. It's very odd. Yeah, and I've, I've heard that they're expecting the attendance to be down. I mean, I know some people that I work with that have season tickets that aren't going. Um, Just because of that? Because of a lot of the – some of – a couple because of the restrictions, a couple because they just don't really want to be around 80,000 people. Fair. Um, but it it sounds like they're having a hard time finding workers. Oh, really? Yes. Ushers, so concessions? Yes. Okay. They, I, I read that there's a strong belief that several concession stands may not be open. Um, Those are always packed to begin with. You know, and, and uh, a guy that my dad hunts with, his wife, they're, they're retired, uh, his wife... Uh, did that for the Brewers was a was an usher. Oh, okay, and yeah, she said that you know a lot of the people that she worked with in the last year or so have said we're not coming back. So uh, it's not unique to the Badgers. I think this is something that a lot of colleges are going to have to deal with. I don't think oh. any of the Florida schools will probably have to deal with it because they don't or Texas because they kind of are doing their they're, own thing. They're but, in their own world. You know, but, but then uh, then you get a place like Madison who they want to wrap the entire place in fucking saran wrap. And, dude, you know. How did, tell me how my game sounded last one, last week. I while thought I it was, was fine. Well, I was, we were dying behind the microphone. I couldn't tell things. much difference, honestly. Oh I certainly don't want to wear one when we're doing basketball. Neither do I. Because we didn't do it last year. Nope. Um, nope. 
But that's a story yeah, for that's, another day. That's a but separate thing. Yeah, it's you know, it'll be interesting to see if the if the capacity is lower. It's not something that I guess I'm surprised about because when you just basically say that we need workers to man all kinds of positions, you're no different than any other company that's trying to find workers anyway. Right. Right. You know, and the 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 uh, fan attendance will be interesting to see because if it's down. I would be a little concerned if I was the Badgers because COVID was still going pretty good during the finals. The Bucks had 20,000 in that arena and they had 60,000 outside. That's the same amount that would go to a football game. Right. So I don't know if that's if if the attendance is down, I don't know if the COVID thing is a valid excuse. I don't know. Do the students stay away? Do more students go? That's what I, I was don't know. wondering, too, because these are the students that are one of the most progressives, you know, out there where well, it's like if you're we, worried about stuff, and we or know, are you? And we know they're going to get there at 1130, right. and Mike Lucas is going to be crying on the radio like he always does about how the students don't get there on time. <laughs> it's like, settle down, dude. They had to drink before. Right. It's a, it's an early game. Is this, is this your first yes. time doing this? Yeah, you new to Madison, Mike? Come on. <laughs> So college football starts this weekend. Um, there's a bunch of good matchups. Mm-hmm. There are some good ones. Um, I, that Georgia Clemson one right out of the gate is phenomenal. Um, Bulldogs are fifth. Tigers are third. Um, there you got Bama and Miami. That's a great one. Big Ten, another top twenty matchup. I when did Indiana get good? Like in the last, the last year, couple two, years, they've, they've kind of yeah. snuck up, and all of a sudden you see them ranked in the high teens, and it's like, oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was always kind of in the mix there. They're always um, around that twenty spot. Yeah. You know? And yeah. then either either they're either they lose a couple games early and they're done, or all of a sudden they're seven and oh and they're ranked sixth. You know what I mean? And then they play the Badgers and lose. <laughs> <laughs> now is this Louisiana or is this L S U Louisiana? Okay. Yeah. That's and, what I I, th- I thought that was interesting yeah. that they were ranked. Again, ranked twenty third, playing Texas twenty. I mean, is Texas? Are they back? I don't know what's going on there. I I how are they not? I don't understand how 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 do you not stay great? I mean, I understand like you know you're competing with A and M and Baylor and you know some of the other you know Houston and some of these other teams in your own state, but it's like it's Texas, man. There's so many players there. Yeah, it's the most highly recruited place on NCAA football. Yeah, I mean, you want Texas and Florida? That's it. That's where you want to go. Yeah. Um, and then Notre Dame and Florida State play on Sunday. Yeah, I think they're doing a bunch of stuff for Bobby Bowden, who passed away. A Obviously, weeks you got to do that. Something we didn't touch on, and I don't know whether you read up on it or even care. What, what do you make of this whole alliance thing oh. between, you know, the Pac 12 and, and the Big well, Ten? It's confusing, for one. But, uh, like, I didn't, I read all the articles, and at the end of it, I just said, so what are we doing? I think they're basically. They're going to not poach each other? Okay. Their teams, maybe? I don't know. I I just think that all of this stuff is leading down the road, and I'm not talking about in the next couple of years, but maybe 10 or 15 years. I just don't see the NCAA functioning anymore the way it has. Um, I think the schools now, these programs are so big and they make so much money and some of them have their own networks and they're cutting deals with um, ESPN. I, and conferences are cutting their own deals. 
I just don't know that the NCAA is going to be able to keep a handle on this stuff where it's like I as a school get to do all this stuff and make all this money and call all these shots, but then at the end of the day you're telling me whether or not I get to play in the playoff. You know, you're telling me what conference I have to be. So I don't I don't know. See, and that's and that's one of the things that I was looking at. One, these schools now can basically force their way out of whatever conference they want to into another if the other conference says, says sure, well, come on over. Mm-hmm. We'll take you. I mean, case in point, what we've seen now with the SEC and the Big 12 with Texas A&M crying like, we just did this to get away from them, and now you're bringing them over here. And the Big 12 is left holding the bag like, I guess we're the you know redheaded stepchild of the Power Five because we can't, and now they're going to go, are they going to try and poach somebody else to try and fill, but they're not going to be technically that powerful anymore. Um, so you've got that. And then with the NCAA, and the, unable to hold back the NIL stuff. So it's like, it seems like this stuff is like, people are ignoring the NCAA. It's just like, we're going to do what we want, and you well, can't stop us. They had so much power for so long, yeah. and finally they got taken to court where they couldn't buy their way out of it, and they're starting to lose their grip on some of that power. It's little by little, but it's going to add up to the point where these these schools and these conferences are going to be like, "Why are we affiliated? What are we? What are we getting out of this?" You know, um, and then you got the whole this this change in conferences stuff for football, but it really, really, really screws up all the other sports in the conferences that they play in, where you've got a Syracuse leaving the Big East to go join the ACC, but you're not a football school. You're a basketball school. And you being in the ACC is not as advantageous as you playing in the Big East because New York kids that you typically were recruiting for basketball want to play against other kids in their region. They want to play UConn, Seton Hall, um, St. John's, all those kind of teams. They don't want to play Miami. Right. They don't want to play... Uh, Wake Forest, like Clemson. What the hell does that yeah. do? That's not what these guys want to do. So I don't know. I mean, it could get to the point where maybe football becomes its own thing. And all of a sudden you have these football conferences that are made and they don't really have anything to do with the other sports. You know, like if I leave the Big East to go to the ACC for football, I don't necessarily have to leave it for volleyball. We're, we're, you know we're what I seeing mean? that at the high school level. Yeah. You and know, I think where, that it's a football that be, only thing. That might be the smart way to go. I, I guess I'm just really concerned, and by concerned, I just mean questioning. Just the organization standpoint. So it's like we've been used to the whole conference thing. Now we get used to the playoff thing. You know, you you play a group of teams, and then you play somebody else at the end of the season. Well, if they're going to do away with conferences, is everybody just going to be? Independent, right? Is, is it a free for all? Is everybody going to be a Notre Dame or an Army or somebody? And it's just like we're going to just start calling around, and it doesn't matter who we play. We just need to balance the schedule with some teams that are good and some teams that you know we can probably beat the shit out of and pay them a million and a half dollars to come here. And we can kick their ass, right? You know, stuff like that. So it's like I just have a hard time envisioning what that looks like, and then at the end of the whole thing, how you determine who's good enough to play for a championship because what I'm what now I'm picturing now that we're losing this organizational foundation is that at the end of the year you have the AP poll who's ever first is the champion way back in the day 
and the media decides that's the champion. Nobody played anybody to decide that. It's just yeah, you usually not. We've anointed right. you because we gave you the most votes, and you're and and you're the champion. Right? Like, is that what? Is that what we're going to revert back to when all of this structure maybe seemingly falls apart? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good I, question. I don't know. Because well, that's what I look for. I look for at least structure. How do you decide who to play and then who's the best? At the end of the day, for me, the the reason what makes college and high school sports great versus professional is the tradition. There's now there there is tradition in football like Bears Packers I get it but like Michigan Ohio State Alabama Auburn Duke North Carolina basketball like these these traditional rivalries Badgers Iowa where you've played each other for 95 years Texas, you, there's Oklahoma. you know the all-time record they show it and it's you know 87 to 76 in the all-time series like that's really what especially if you're our age or older where you're old enough to have grown up with a lot of these rivalries, the especially the old ones. That's kind of what makes college fun to me. You know, like, I really don't have any interest in Texas playing Missouri. I don't care about that in football or basketball. Texas-Oklahoma, I'm interested. You know, Oklahoma-Nebraska, I'm interested. You know, Florida-Florida State, um, I'm interested. But Syracuse and Duke in a basketball game... Yeah, it's a cool non-conference game for the first 38 years of my life. <laughs> but as a conference game, it doesn't do anything for me. You know, so that's really what has been lost. And it's been it, we're seeing it going away in high school is now we're seeing more and more of these teams not only swapping conferences, but they're moving in and out of divisions. Um it's it's just too bad. It's too bad and, you know, the answer to everything is money. As Tony Kornheiser would say, the answer to every question is money. Um, unfortunately, that's kind of wrecking amateur sports from what we grew up watching. It kind of sucks. Well, speaking of high school, we go into our, our last topic about this um, this thing that has just gotten very, very weird with high school football on ESPN. And I don't even know when the game was last week. Was it over the weekend? I think so. Okay, I had some stuff going on, so I yeah. didn't see I didn't see the game, but I read about it at the start of the week, and I just saw the headline, and I went, "What's what's going on here? What's this?" And it sounds like there is a we think a prep school that may or may not exist that somehow got put on ESPN to get their brains beat in by one of the top teams in the country. And there is no legitimacy to this school whatsoever, to the point where you don't even know what city it's located yeah. in. No one knows where they're from. Um, if you go on the campus website, Bishop Sycamore, Bishop, Bishop Sycamore is what it's called. If you go on the school website, it's like all under construction. If you go to like their football page, like under staff and something else, it's blank. Um, the the athletic director or like the head of the school or whatever is the offensive and defensive line coach for the football team. <laughs> Their head coach was fired the day after this game because he's got warrants out he's, or he's something. He's got a bench warrant and he's got several uh, civil suits pending. 
So the 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 strange thing is, and the funny thing is that ESPN apparently got duped. So like this school had allegedly told ESPN that they had several top recruits on their roster, but yet ESPN couldn't verify that. They gave him a roster a month ago. Yeah. The game went on, and it's none of these guys are on the team that now they're playing and on the field. Like, where are these guys? Yeah. Some of the kids that played, I don't know if they, I don't know if it was some of the kids that played or some of the kids that were on the roster are actually enrolled in other schools in other states. Like, this is like... This is like a freaking TV movie scam. It is. It is. Like I don't know what the end game is for Bishop Sycamore. One of the one of the players there that was interviewed said the coaches said we're gonna be we're gonna get you on Netflix. That was said verbatim. <laughs> so like if it's gonna be a last chance you or a QB one or whatever you know title town high that's now coming out with the dude from uh, two a days from MTV uh, that coach is now back on. That's basically how they told the kids to play for this team. We're going to get you on Netflix. And they schedule all these top teams in the country, and they're getting their their brains beat in. Hmm. They just played a game two days before. Yeah, two days. Two days. Before. They played a game. They played this game on Saturday, and they had already played a game that week on, like, Thursday. And you had said that there are kids that are older than high school age? 19 and 20. <laughs> Yeah. This is like the story where you see like the the 32-year-old guy that goes to high school and he's like scoring 40 a game in basketball. Right. You know what I mean? Like yes. trying to hell? dress down and stuff like yes. Just statutory raping all these all these girls. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're 40. What are you doing? Try I got some eligibility left. I want to relive the glory days. Unbelievable. But so like the school has a PO box. The Board of Education in Ohio can't confirm that this is an actual school. Nobody knows anything about this place. And when they ask the players, like, we don't go to class. Yeah. They put us in a hotel for five months. We had to pay for it. Everything that gets charged to the school, the checks bounce. Hmm. None of this is... It's like, an old, it it's, like an old, it's like an old CBA team in the 70s, all the checks bounce. Well, and it's funny, too, because they, they asked the AD if it was a scam, and he said, if it's a scam, I'm scamming myself. That was his response. So, I, I don't know. It's a crazy story. It's really funny. It is. Because I love to see ESPN, ESPN get some egg on their face. That's great. 100%. Um, like, what do you – and I didn't catch any of the broadcast, but I'm, I'm just wondering what's going through the booth because I saw some tape – of some of the plays and, like, the defense trying to – and I don't even know who they played, Bishop Sycamore. Is that IMG or – Okay, IMG yeah, Academy. Yeah. So I saw one of the defensive ends try and rush their left tackle, and it's like, this wouldn't even fly in the Big 8 or the Badger Large Conference. Like, and you're one of the t- – supposed to be one of the well, – t- like, are you kidding me right now? I did read something that it wasn't long into the broadcast where the whoever was announcing was kind of like, this is weird. What is going on here? I mean, what what are people screaming in the truck in their earpieces of the announce team? Like, what the hell is <laughs> happening? Right. Like, can we dump this? Do we have sponsors we need to call? It was like this IMG team. It was like they were playing uh, Rick Moranis's Little Giants. And the only thing they could do is the annexation of Puerto Rico, but they were so bad they couldn't so even bad. pull it off. No, nope, so bad. So I, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see where else this goes, and it's it's not surprising that ESPN has not followed up on this. 
All, they're totally embarrassed. All the other outlets are like, "What? Uh, what? What's hilarious? What can we yeah. find on this?" Right, so right. I'm I'm checking every other site now imagine, daily. Can you imagine whoever the person in charge of that is, like the vetting or whatever? Right. Whew. How do you still have a job? Because that's a those are multi multi million dollar mistake. Yes. Like that's an embarrassing product that you put on there. Yeah. It's not a game that just goes bad. Right, right. It's a game that was set up to be bad. Yes. And you did not know. That team it. had no chance. No, of no even it had no business being no on business. the field. It, no. It, yeah. No business. So I I don't know. It'd be like the high school, it'd be like Craig or Parker playing the Bucks. Right. So you show up like you should see all these good players. Yeah, these guys, we got a lot of high level recruits can, here. I'll, I'll show you our roster. You can you can take a look for yourself, and then you get there, and you're like at halftime. It's you know seventy four to eleven. What the hell are <laughs> we doing? So I I I'll be curious to see what happens. Um, and like I said today, they might get a Netflix special, but it ain't gonna be the one that they think it is. No, it's gonna be a it's gonna be like a thirty for thirty type, right? Of how this, how happened, this happened, and a fake school gets all the cred to get on ESPN and then, you know, get embarrassed. But, I don't know. All right, well, made it over an hour. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Full NFL, ready to go. Yep. Starts a week from tomorrow, or if you're listening to this on a Thursday, we're uh, we're going to be awake. Wait, you got big Labor Day weekend plans? You can do any yeah, golf? Yeah, I, uh, I got a couple days of golf. Uh, I got oh, my right. fantasy draft on Sunday. The Labor Day weekend's usually the big yep. fantasy so draft that, stuff. So that'll be right. a debacle as always, so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> um, I did hear yesterday on a podcast, we are only 50 days away from the first game of the NBA season. No way. Isn't that crazy? Less than two months. Wow. So that means in about 25 days, training camp. Right. It seems like they just ended. They just ended. The Brewers will still the Brewers, the Bucks, Packers, the Badgers. They'll all be it's all starting. I'll be playing in uh, in October, November. So it should be fun. All right, that's it for this week in the Intentional Foul. Thank you for listening, downloading, subscribing. As is always, we please ask you to tell somebody about us. I'm Josh. I'm Dan. We will talk to you next week. Go Brewers.